0: I want to be completely honest from the get-go, I didn't know for a while how I was going to create this episode, as I definitely didn't want to come across as a man telling women what they should do about polycystic ovary syndrome and their menstrual wellness. But the more I've been talking with friends and other health coaches, the more I realise how little I know, but at the same time how I wish we all knew more about the menstrual cycle and PCOS. And I want to bring some awareness, especially amongst the male listeners of this podcast, which definitely includes me. I've been learning and educating myself through my health coach qualification, which is coming to an end. It's really been eye-opening and I'll continue to learn, ask questions and listen to women who have a great deal of wisdom and experience. I feel this opens up a wider discussion about what we are taught from a young age in school and what needs to be added to the curriculum. I'm going to create a future episode on this topic, so if you have any ideas, please let me know. Welcome to the Practice of Health with me, Charlie Tunmore, where I share my honest journey to become a health coach and I empower you to take ownership of your own health. I explore all areas of holistic health, nutrition, movement, sleep, thinking, hydration, breathing and much more. I am currently studying the Institute for Integrated Nutrition Health Coach Programme and manage a yoga studio in London and I'm a jiu-jitsu purple belt. friends autumn has come seasons have changed and i've started to really think about how we change how we adapt as the seasons change we can't stay the same pace doing the same things all year round we have to ebb and flow with the seasons you know whether that's trying to eat more seasonal food whether that's embracing the cold, whether it's through cold immersion outside or in your shower. Maybe you need to sleep more as there's less, less light outside and you kind of feel like you want to go into more hibernation. But at the same time, really making sure that you spend a decent amount of time every day outside to try and make sure you get enough vitamin D. Which is so, so essential for so many parts of the body. And yeah, often as we know, where I live in London and a lot of parts of Europe, Northern Europe, you probably also need to supplement as well to ensure you get enough vitamin D. Another part of it often as we go down to winter, we're often inside more, maybe because of that we're outside less and due to that we're on our phones more or uh, on computer screens And one thing in particular that's really been a game change in the last few weeks that I've been testing out is um, to change my phone, my iPhone, I've got to just black and white. So anything that I look at on my phone is black and white. There's no colours on there. There's a simple way to change this um, if you're up for experimenting with this, even just for once a week. You go into the settings on your iPhone, then accessibility display and text size color filters and then the turn grayscale option on and the reason i've done that the research behind it is a lot of social media companies and just websites in general really use color to kind of draw you in and keep you mindlessly scrolling online and i've definitely done a lot of this and i'm sure most of us have as well and i really wanted to make some changes and i really feel that by turning my phone to black and white it's reduced the amount of time I spend on social media and yeah at first I thought it wouldn't be much of a difference but it's crazy when you look at Instagram now for example or YouTube when it's in black and white it just doesn't have the same appeal to it and I'm able to spend less time on those sites and more time actually with real people or being outside so give that a try and let me know what you think so for this episode we have emily taylor emily and i met on our health coach course as we were in the same coaching group and i was just really impressed by emily and her coaching skills i've definitely learned a lot from her over kind of the, the weeks that we were working together various things to do with clients coaching how to start your business and things like that. So yeah, I'm just really excited to have her on the show. And I think she's got a lot of wisdom to share. Emily is a fully certified hormone health coach, helping women all over the world, reclaim their divine feminine nature and achieve their wellness goals by ditching diet culture and opting into holistic lifestyle changes. The essence of Emily's work is to facilitate self-growth by helping you identify your core mind, body, and spirit challenges so that you can overcome them with confidence. Only then will you be able to fully embrace who you are, shift your lifestyle habits, and begin the healing journey towards a happier, healthier life. You can get to know Emily more through her Instagram, which is at E-M underscore I-L-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E. And her website is the thesisterdiaries.com. Uh, sister spelled c-y-s-t-e-r i've put all of this in the show notes this is episode 24 polycystic ovary syndrome or pcos this week on the institute for integrative nutrition program i learn about the key components of pcos and how nutrition and lifestyle choices can affect a woman's menstrual cycle so before we dive straight in i just want to give a little intro to pcos and what it is partly for me myself because i didn't honestly didn't know much about it before uh, learning about this course i've definitely had friends um, that spoken to me in the past about it but never really yet taken the time to really kind of look at it or how it affects people so basically it's a hormonal imbalance if you look at nhs website they say About 1 in 10 women in the UK have it, but it's hard to truly know the number. Often people say there's a lot more people have PCOS than what's recorded. And women with PCOS, um, their ovaries produce too many male hormones, what are called androgens, and that makes it difficult for the ovaries to release an egg. It can cause the ovaries to become enlarged and contain many fluid-filled sacs that surround the egg. Because of this, it can cause irregular or completely absent periods, infertility, pelvic pain, depression, facial hair growth, acne, and weight gain. I want to give Emily now the chance to share her experiences of PCOS.
1: Hello, my name is Emily Taylor, and I am a polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS coach, and I help empower women to really advocate for their health and to heal their PCOS symptoms. So for me, I was diagnosed with PCOS when I was 19 years old. So going on about seven and a half, almost eight years ago. And what I was told really freaked me out and threw me for a loop. And I felt like the only way that I could heal was by, you know, potentially going back on birth control, trying out two different diabetic medications, spironlactone and and metformin, um, or just losing weight. But I wasn't exactly given tools or told how, you know, I could go about doing this. So after years and years of, you know, experimenting with medications um, and things like that, trying to heal and just not having too much success with it, I decided at 19 to quit my birth control, cold turkey, just completely get off of it. Um, If I had a headache or, you know, stomachache or something, I stopped taking medications for it. I would just kind of um, let it roll out and, um, you know, allow my body to really just self-heal. And through that, I realized that you know, my eating habits weren't the greatest. I was eating once, maybe twice a day, and it was usually some sort of like a fast food, a frozen food, Um, you know, not a full meal. It was just something that was really quick, something I could take on the go, you know, a lot of granola bars, tons of sugary products. And then at the end of the day, when I wasn't, um, you know, feeling fulfilled or satisfied with my, my work life, I would come home and, you know, binge eat on some sort of a sweet food, right? So sometimes it was a Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Other times it was, um, you know, chips and little snacks around the house, chocolate bars, um, things like that. And I really started to realize that, you know, me not sleeping enough, me eating the way that I was, you know, working a job that I didn't necessarily love, um, I didn't have a ton of friends at the time. I wasn't really hanging out with a ton of people um who understood what I was going through, nor was I really making a big effort to reach out and find support. And I remember waking up one day and I was like, "This this can't be it. This this is not the life that I came here to live. Waking up every day feeling like I'm, you know, a hamster on the wheel just doing the same thing day in and day out, eating foods that aren't supporting me. They're not making me feel good. You know, I was still having extreme hair loss. I started dealing with really bad hormonal cystic acne, chronic migraines, chronic nosebleeds, my menstrual cycle, you know, for most, most of the uh, years after birth control, I would say a good three and a half, four years post birth control. It just felt like, you know, gremlins were like ripping apart my uterus. I just, was in so much pain constantly, um, missing work, missing experiences with friends and family because I didn't feel good enough to participate and I just remember like this was not the life that I wanted and so after I made the leap to get off of all medications, uh, I began dabbling in CBD. I became a vegan for about a year, year and a half. Um, that was not the best thing for me. Then I went into uh, vegetarianism. Then I went into pescatarianism, and I want to say about two years ago I began eating red meat again. Um, and for me personally, this was the best, best thing for me to do. And I think the advice that I would give, you know, my myself five to ten years ago would be trust your gut, trust your instinct. And if you don't feel aligned with what you're doing, really think about that and give that thought some space and some attention. Because I feel like a lot of times when we are trying to heal ourselves, whether that's our hormones, whether we're trying to lose weight, um, whether you know we're just trying to feel better, sleep more, have less stress, have less anxiety, whatever it is for you, If you're doing things that don't feel within alignment and you feel like you're constantly, you know, just trying to keep up or no matter what you do, you know, nothing's working, I feel like those are the times when we need to get really silent with ourselves. We need to take a breath, sit with ourselves quietly, meditate you know, do some breath work, go to a park with, you know, put your bare feet in some grass or sand and just ground yourself and really listen to what your body needs. Because I'm a firm believer that our bodies and our minds are so much more powerful than we give them credit for. And they're always trying to speak to us. The reason why I was having extremely painful periods, the reason why I was having the chronic migraines, the hormonal acne, all of those things It was my body's way of telling me, something's not right, give me attention, help me. And for years I didn't listen because in my eyes, right, like I'm not a doctor, I didn't go to school for for eight to ten years, I don't have all of the doctorate degrees or know all of the science behind what's going on in my body, but what I did know is I know my body better than any human being out there, better than any expert doctor, scientist, whoever. Because I'm the one who feels everything. I'm the one who's having the symptoms. I'm the one who controls what I'm taking into my body, what I'm putting on my body, the people that I'm around, the job that I work, the amount of sleep that I get. I'm in charge of all of those things. And once I began to really allow myself to step into that power and to become you know, my own expert, that is where I had massive shifts. That is where I discovered, you know, what, what foods my body genuinely loves. And if a food did trigger me really taking a moment and saying, okay, you know, maybe I really enjoy this food, like sugar is a huge one for me, especially, you know, a lot of women with PCOS, um, about 80% do have that insulin resistance. So a lot of us do unfortunately suffer from, you know, eating disorders, binge eating, not eating enough, uh, things like that. And for me, binge eating was a massive one. And I realized that the more I ate the sugary things, the gluten, the sugar, you know, the cookies, the ice cream, all of the things that I genuinely like, I really thought I loved, I realized that my body did not love them back. And they were actually... You know, keeping my brain foggy, keeping me, you know, playing small, keeping me sick, um, and not, not aiding me in any way, not helping me heal, not helping me feel better, um, any of those things. So I think it's it's really important to always always take a uh, mental checklist and and do daily check-ins with yourself and ask yourself, am I living my true purpose? Am I eating foods that make me feel good? Am I feeding my family foods that make them feel good? How can I support them? How can I continue to fill my own cup up, you know, hydrate with the the right type of water, be around the right type of friends and family, um, work the job that I genuinely love, or at least have some type of, um, you know, side hustle or project on the side that you know, really gives me life and, and lights my passions and makes me feel so happy and joyful. I think that is the key to healing. It's not, um, it's not a singular movement. It's not linear. It can be a crazy mixed up staircase. It can be, you know, this massive spiral. We're constantly learning. We're constantly growing. And I think, You know, healing is about the journey. It's not about the end result. We're never going to be completely healed and never have to look at things again. We're constantly going to have to check in with ourselves. We're constantly going to have to maybe change what we're doing as we get older. We're constantly learning new things and finding new projects that bring us joy and, you know, really attracting new people into our lives that are um, there to contribute you know, to the work that we can do here, to our happiness, uh, to the lessons that we were meant to learn. So the advice I would definitely give myself, you know, five to 10 years ago would be, it's a journey, enjoy it, love it. Um, you know, maybe it's not going to be the greatest all the time, there is going to be a lot of hard work and healing and doing things that you're not necessarily comfortable with. But stick with it, because it gets better and better and better. And I promise it gets easier. I love you guys. Continue to do those check-ins, continue to nourish yourself, continue to come from a space of love and good luck on your healing journey.
0: Thanks Emily for being so open with your story. As obviously she mentioned, what you eat has a lot to do with PCOS and your menstrual cycle. Like other parts of health that I've touched on in previous episodes, the food, the things that go into your body have a dramatic effect, as you know, on your physical, mental and emotional well-being. And one of the most important things you could do to support yourself is reduce processed foods in your in your diet. You know, this could be from sugar, caffeine, alcohol, or white flour, and really start to add in more whole foods, more single ingredient foods into what you eat on a daily, daily basis. Uh, Yeah, this can be one of the best things you can do for your health and often the challenge is people think um, they're eating a lot cleaner than they actually are. And you know, not necessarily blaming the individual, it is super hard to do and I often make mistakes myself. uh, Just because of packaged food for example, they often hide a lot of greens in it. So yeah, why don't you know today or this week do a little kind of survey of your kitchen, of your food cupboards and really kind of see if there are foods and they think, oh yeah, there's only got a few ingredients in there, I'm really kind of have a look, for example, different snacks you might have with different breads or different sources. And where are food companies sneaking in sugar, for example, and lots of uh, trans fats or vegetable oils into what you eat? You know, what percentage of your food has no label on it at all like vegetables? This kind of simple step will greatly help to balance your hormones and bring your body into alignment. It's not about changing everything drastically. It's kind of about small, small steps we can take. And linking on to that point, of course, eat plenty of fresh fruits and vegetables. As I've said before, they're a great source of fiber, minerals, antioxidants, phytonutrients, and they can definitely help to reduce symptoms and severity of PMS. Along with that, there are a lot of anti-inflammatory foods, ones that include omega-3s. So that's kind of like seeds, for example, or a small fatty fish and of course you've got things like ginger and turmeric spices and herbs in general are just a great way to make food tasty and give your body a lot of nourishing uh nourishing things Bioindividuality, the concept that everyone's different and needs different foods really comes into play uh, around protein some women find that by reducing animal products they uh, notice a lot less cramps and a lighter, more comfortable flow. However, some women who do not have a regular period may find that eating high quality animal protein helps their period return. So what I mean by that is local grass-fed meats. Most supermarkets now stock high quality animal products, even if there's only a few small things. There are various sites, online sites, for example, Dalesford Farm, that's where I get most of my animal products from they, yeah, do not have any kind of synthetic hormones in them and obviously if you're eating foods which have synthetic hormones in them, they will go into you as it's not just what you eat, it's what the foods have eaten, so it's not just what you eat, it's what the animals eaten as well uh, that comes into play in how you feel day to day. Fat is another topic that I definitely wanted to say one or two things about, it's not just black and white as if you eat fat you're going to get fat like a lot of things nutrition it definitely can be more confusing it's hard for a lot of people to know what to have or not to have but there are definitely good fats or there are definitely fats that will help nourish you and yeah, we need fat in our diet to for for everything for health for hormone balance and if you don't have enough high quality fat in your diet this can definitely be linked to poor skin health lack of periods hormone imbalance and ovarian cysts and lots of other women's health issues. Fat is your friend, not your foe, and adding things like avocado, olive oil, even grass-fed butter can be very helpful when balancing your female cycle. And good fats, I mentioned earlier with omega-3s, can help reduce inflammation and can be particularly good, particularly useful in reducing cramps. Things like vegetable oils, which you might have, obviously veg oil is, is a product in its own, even things like rapeseed oil have a lot more omega-6s in them. This is different to the omega-3s I mentioned earlier. Omega-6s, we often now have far too many omega-6s in our diet because often put in lots of processed food to help the foods last longer uh, in the shops. And because of this, this can help to increase the inflammation in our body. Best to choose the good fats like avocado, olive oil, even grass-fed butter, some coconut oil, because yeah, they're so, so beneficial. One other point I just wanna say, it's not about only in whole foods or being 100% all this kind of stuff. Definitely the opportunities and there's times in your week where you will indulge yourself and that's t- totally good, totally normal to have more of like an 80-20 approach 80% of the time, trying to eat a lot of foods that are nourishing 20% eating whatever because that's more sustainable long-term, realistically but it's trying to think of if they're foods that you crave why are you kind of craving those foods are they kind of small little things you can do to change it up you know there's a certain takeaway that you like how can you recreate that or a certain kind of sweet treat can you make that yourself or you can make some energy balls or you know do something else to kind of just tweak it a little bit and just take some of the ingredients out that may not serve you and may not help you especially if you have pcos it's about trying to take things maybe out of, your, out of your food, bring them back in, like with the elimination diet, and everybody's different. But through this episode and through other kind of podcasts as into too, it's about kind of sharing what works for you and, yeah, collaborating and listening to other people and, yeah, trying to support as many people as possible. My health practices for you are... First up, see a doctor if you think you have symptoms of PCOS, just so they can rule out if it's any other possible causes and so you know what you're dealing with. Secondly, what small step can you put in place this week to add more whole foods into your daily food intake? And by doing this, hopefully you're gonna start to reduce maybe some of the sugar or caffeine, alcohol or white flour in your food. So let's say caffeine, for example, rather than saying, I currently drink four cups of coffee a day, rather than saying, right, I'm going to go do nothing, I'm going um, <laughs> to not do nothing, I'm going to take all four cups of coffee out. Maybe let's try and have three cups of coffee and then one decaf or three cups and a green tea and just slowly change up like that um, because you're more likely to succeed, have those kind of small wins, um, and then slowly, slowly see if the other alternatives to caffeine or maybe actually have a look at kind of underlying causes maybe you need to kind of get more sleep or various things like that that would be my advice rather than going 100 into it just take some small small steps and be thankful of what you do and pat yourself on the back and if you have any questions of any of that give me a shout thank you for listening Please write a review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with friends and family to empower them to take ownership over their own health. If you wanna find out more about how I can help you to achieve your health goals, you can contact me at charlietunmore at gmail.com. I am not a doctor, so please do not substitute this information for medical advice. Health is a practice, not an idea.